I'm not gonna tell you how much he just spent on a lightsaber and a droid. What in the world? Why do you need that? Why is that, like, why? Oh, I told him, I go, am I gonna be able to go to Syracuse? Am I gonna be able to come back next semester? Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Go For Two podcast. This is a podcast for frustrated football fans by two frustrated football fans. I'm Jenna Lique. I'm here with Brad Klein. And Brad, I got to meet your other half, kind of. That's usually not how you use that phrase. But I got to meet your twin brother, Adam, a.k.a. AK, which I will never call him that, (laughs) but I know that's how the cool kids say it. So what an experience, I must say. You guys are like very different, which is interesting because siblings, twins, like what's twin life? We're fraternal. We're fraternal twins. So there's that. Okay. Very different people like you alluded to before. Only problem is we were raised very similarly, you know, same same basketball team, same soccer team, same same friends, same school, and yet we had completely different personalities. So that's what led to that twin friction, I should say. Uh, but yeah, very different, very different people, fraternal twins. Yeah, it's like the whole nature versus nurture debate. It's I'm like, my own unique snowflake. Good job, your unique snowflake, because your brother is not identical to you. But he was very nice. Adam, I'm sure you don't listen to this podcast, but you were very I know nice. For a fact, Adam <laughs> does not listen to this. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. My sister doesn't listen to this podcast either. I think she might listen to a few minutes of an episode, like the first one, to be nice. Um, to make oh Jenna, it was good. When I know for a fact we're a lot better than we are than we were at the first episode. So um that's like one one of my friends was like, Jenna, like I listened to the podcast. I'm like, now I I know she she probably doesn't listen anymore. I'm like, you should listen now. Now it's a lot better than it was before. Yeah. We just know what we're doing when before we just we had no idea. Um and that was when it was on SoundCloud. So much has changed. We're almost to episode fifty. That's crazy. We, we have to do something done. for it. We have to. That's a conversation off pod, but we have to. For 50, we should do something. I don't know what it is, but we'll talk about that. You know, we're, we don't need to pull, give the audience the full look behind the curtain. We can save some for the imagination. So two episodes, two weeks from now, come back, you know, come back for every episode, but maybe we'll have something special for that big five. Oh, but of course it is the NFL offseason, and it looks like we're gaining some momentum. Last week was titled the bottom of the barrel because it really felt like we were scraping the bottom of the barrel because all that happened was J.J. Watt news and all we talked about was Houston and Arizona. Now we have franchise tags, deals, all the things, a lot of quarterback news, which we knew this offseason would be filled with it. It was only a matter of time. And let's start with the deal that should have been a deal a long time ago. We'll talk about numbers, but in terms of just getting this deal done, Dak Prescott, has, has signed an extension, right? Yep, an extension with the Dallas Cowboys. It's $160 million over the next four years. Brad's our money guy. I, I, know, I know a lot of people had a lot to say about this deal. A lot of people were happy that it got done. Some people had some issues with, with how much money was uh, given in return. What do you think? Well, here's the thing, though, is that the issue is not how much money was given to Dak Prescott. You want me to be the money guy? And he, here's the dollar figure. $140.4 million are guaranteed, right? So this is a guy who's coming off a gruesome injury, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems pretty crazy to give a guy like that all that money 
But now it's even crazier because you're giving him all that guaranteed money and the Cowboys really don't have an out. And I think it does make sense for them even without that out because they don't really have an out without him in that, again, we mentioned this a few episodes ago, if the Cowboys chose to part ways with Dak Prescott, their alternative is non-existent. It's Andy Dalton at best. If you want to draft a quarterback, you want to go that route, probably not. So it makes sense to corner yourself because you're already cornered. Yeah, that's something that I, I didn't think of initially, the fact that he is coming off of a major injury. So the guarantee money, you know, that goes to Dak anyway, which is good on him for making sure he had that guarantee money built into the contract. But it's kind of going to be interesting to see how this plays out because we have situations. I'm going to use a situation close to my heart. Derek Carr, who he had, you know, this whole huge deal, and he broke his leg and hasn't really – he's getting – you know, this season he was much better, but for a while it took him a while to get back to where he was when he signed that deal. So we'll see if um, Prescott has the same um, situation. Maybe he handles it better. Maybe he recovers better. Maybe he – you know, because Derek Carr had a whole bunch of other injuries after that with his back, and then he had a few fingers, uh, had gotten jammed or something. Let's just see what he does. But it is interesting that the Cowboys are – kind of trapped but that's why this deal had to be done because what are the alternatives again Andy Dalton going through the draft process again when you have a perfectly good quarterback I'd say an above average quarterback um, just waiting to be signed it is a little bit of a risk but I think it was a, a risk that needed to be to be done so absolutely and the other thing is the yeah, answer to keep in mind is that Dak Prescott has reset the quarterback market for all the non-elite quarterbacks out there and the elite ones right so we're thinking about the Patrick Mahomes of the world so I remember I told you this is way back when when Patrick Mahomes signed his ridiculous deal I said yeah it's going to be a revolutionary deal but at the same time Patrick Mahomes is so good that you can't even say he reset the market because he stands alone so the market didn't reset with Patrick Mahomes the market is resetting with Dak Prescott. So now a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, they can look at a guy like Dak Prescott and say, okay, I'm better than Dak. I've won an MVP slash pin an MVP candidate, unlike Dak, and he got 40. So I'm thinking 45, right, per year. That's what I'm looking at, right? So that's resetting the market. Guys like that, Jackson and Allen, they couldn't look at Mahomes prior yeah they still can't can't, yeah so yeah that was one name uh, Lamar Jackson in particular was the one name that I saw actually I saw some Josh Allen stuff too but mainly like the biggest winner of this was Lamar Jackson because the market had been reset and I think I saw like a Bills fan account that was like well if he's worth you know 40 how much is the greatest quarterback of all time you know Bills fans they're really amped about Josh Allen as they should be he had a great season but let's Keep it going with the quarterback talk. We have a lot of ba- a lot of it here in this first part of the show. Ben Roethlisberger gets extended for 2021. We had a whole back and forth about how we felt about the news that they were planning to bring him back. Um, so, have you has your opinion changed? Is, has it remained the same? Like, what do you think? It's the same. This yeah. is a broken offense, and you're bringing back a guy that's not going to be able to fix it. And he was not the problem per se, but he certainly wasn't the solution last year. So 
to me, it just seems like the Steelers are not very committed to improving the, their offense, which was their problem last year. Their defense was just treading water while the offense was sinking, right? So it just tells me that they're not really committed to solving that problem. If they were, they, then they would try to make a big splash on the quarterback market, and it's a good time to need a quarterback. We made that abundantly clear at least one, maybe even two episodes ago, that the quarterback market is going to be like a carousel. It's going to be spinning. Plenty of teams have a plenty of options, and the Steelers said, nah, we're good. So it's probably a bad time to balk on a quarterback because not only are you getting a guy who has been leading a broken offense in Ben Roethlisberger, but also next year, this time next year, you might turn around, need a quarterback, and the quarterback market is shut down. Interesting points. The way I stood on it last time was I, I agree that he's not necessarily the problem, but definitely not the solution. But what else were they going to do? What else do they have? Mason Rudolph. Ooh. But also I think, and to your point of, of what you just kind of talked about, like the Steelers have been maybe the least aggressive team when it comes to the quarterback market currently. You never hear, oh, maybe Russell Wilson will go to Steelers. Granted, Russell Wilson had his own list. But still, like, there's no, you know, maybe he'll go to, you know, maybe, who else? Deshaun Watson. I don't know. There's the big names that everyone who ever needs a quarterback has been linked to. <laughs> I feel like every team has been linked to every quarterback if you need a quarterback or if you don't need a quarterback. Um, so I just felt like the Steelers were a bit quiet. The only thing that's really happening over there was people were, like, got all jazzed up about potentially Roethlisberger staying and, they, and when he ended up staying. But other than that, there's not much going on over there. Um, they're trying to figure out Juju and what's going to go on with him. But I think that they've been super quiet considering how they ended their season. Um, but, again, I get it. You need you need some uh, – answer is not the good word. But you need something. <laughs> and I think – your Ben Roethlisberger is better than Mason Rudolph, obviously, and he's probably going to be better than any rookie that you draft at the spot that they're at. They would have to trade up in a major way to get anyone. See, but that's, that's where I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I have to point out that it's not a given. You have the Dave O'Brien Award winner, a.k.a. quarterback of the year in college football, projected to go in the 20s. Well, guess where the Steelers are going to pick? The 20. So Mac Jones is going to be available. Uh, I'm not saying that Mac Jones is going to be a good pro per se. This is not a draft podcast right now. <laughs> I'm sure we'll do a draft episode. Of course. But, but not necessarily a bad option on paper. You know, I, Mac Jones could be interesting. Be, Mac yeah. Jones could be better than Ben Roethlisberger next year. And it's not even saying that Mac Jones is going to be good. It's just an indictment of Ben Roethlisberger. He was terrible last year. Let's call it like it is. He was not good. He was bad. So if Mac Jones is not bad, what does that make him? Better than Roethlisberger. There you go. That's advanced analysis from the Go For Two podcast. The bar is extremely low. That's why it doesn't really make sense to me to bring back Roethlisberger because even if you have to resort to a rookie, it's pretty likely that that rookie is going to be able to do just as well, if not better, than an aging, rotting Ben Roethlisberger. That's interesting. I feel like the Steelers are in a place that they don't have time for a rebuild. And the quarterback is the most p important position on the field. That's rebuilding. I, even, if you're, even if you have a situation like the Dolphins, 
that was, you know, that's probably as good as you get. And Tua was fine. But it was, you know, they didn't have – they had to rebuild that quarterback position. But the team was still pretty good. They finished what whatever it was. They missed the playoffs, which obviously isn't ideal. But that's like right now I think the Steelers, especially with the way they started the season, they have higher aspirations than being a bubble team um, and just being good enough. And I think that, I don't know, a, a rookie quarterback, I, I, you'd have to be very good. Because even the best of the rookie quarterbacks this year, Justin Herbert, couldn't muscle – together enough wins to be competitive within the AFC West. So I don't know. Um, interesting point. We'll, we'll digress from there. Um, we'll agree to slightly disagree. I think we agree mostly, um, but maybe just in some of the details, we disagree slightly, but all right. We had Alex Smith. Can't talk quarterback without talking about the, the comeback player of the year, Alex Smith. He was released from Washington. We kind of saw the, trying to find the the imagery, whatever, the writing on the wall. There we go. We kind of saw the writing on the wall when he was like, they didn't want me, which of course they didn't want you. Your leg was almost amputated. Um, and and life it, almost taken. Yeah, almost died. Um, and so now he, he has been released. And um, to me, it kind of makes sense. What do you think? Yeah, it's the sad truth. Uh, everyone knows that I was rooting for Alex Smith, not just so I'd be right about comeback player of the year, as a reminder, I was right, just saying. True. But it's, it's, he's just a great story, and we just wanted him to have another chance. And he did, right? He kind of did. That was the other frustrating thing is that he got the chance to lead a team and brought them to the playoffs. Say what you want about the NFC East, brought them to the playoffs, and then he got hurt, and we didn't get to see him in the postseason. Would he have won a postseason game? I don't think so, but we would have liked to see it, right? And now the, the team that plays football is doubling down on the Alex Smith slander, which no one wants because everyone's rooting for him. But the sad truth is it is what's best for the football team. There's no room on the roster for Alex Smith when the team's trying to rebuild. That's just the sad truth. So as, as good of a story as it is, I think all the non-Washington football team fans out there that are bashing the – team that plays football for cutting Alex Smith I think they all have to realize okay I don't want him on my team so I can't really blame Washington for cutting him if I don't want him on my team and if you do want him on your team go pick him up he's up for grabs no one else is going to take him yeah I think what's going to happen because my question is going to remain for all these quarterbacks it's like what is the bet what's the option why cut Alex Smith? What's behind him that's better? And I think Taylor Heineke has more upside. He's just a little more exciting. Um, I think he's going to turn into what every one of these quarterbacks turn in, turns into. It's going to be a, ooh, he was exciting for a playoff game, and he showed a lot of potential, and then he's still going to be a backup because that's what he truly is, a backup. Um, and so they're going to try. I don't know if this is their plan, but they might end up being like, we're going to ride with Heineke. We liked him. We saw. We liked what he did. He meshed well, you know, with whoever, and we're gonna ride with him. And then next season, they'll they'll draft someone when they're, you know, barely keeping it afloat in the in the NFCs. Which who knows? Maybe that's gonna be a dumpster fire again. That'll be fun. Um, it's gonna be a lot but, better. It's not gonna be particularly good, but with the Cowboys healthy, it'll be better. It have to be. Yeah, I think we'll have some leader, like you know, a leaderboard that isn't as clumped into mediocrity as we had or below mediocrity um, as we had before. But I think like, that's what 
like when I asked myself the question, like who's net, like why cut him? Who's better than him? And I think Taylor Heineke, at least in terms of health, they're not to worry about him as much as I feel like everyone was holding their breath every single time Alex Smith did anything. I remember, was it the Rams? I think uh, Aaron Donald like sacked Alex Smith. He's like, that leg's strong. That leg's good. Like making sure the leg's okay. Like everyone was worried about the leg, even opposition. So I think, I don't know what Alex Smith's, how his story ends. Um, I think this is the best case scenario in terms of a story ending. You made you help your team lead, like you led your team to the playoff one comeback player of the year. I don't know what else he has in the tank, but we shall see, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I just wanna I just wanna make sure he walking away now, not the end of the world. You can walk away up a little bit, up twenty five dollars. But you know, <laughs> cut your losses. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good stuff. Um so we have now we, we have some quarterback, I'm going to call it quarterback adjacent news because the way I thought about this and way I molded over my brain was attached to the quarterback situation in Miami. So the Titans um, a tra- trade Isaiah Wilson. So their former first round pick, so last year's first round pick to Miami. There's a lot going on with this. There might be some off the field issues, but the way I – take this in right now is that if Miami is riding with Tua, they need to get this guy protection. <laughs> and this is the way they're going to do it, hoping that the risk has a big reward. Yeah, that's exactly how I would describe it too, is a low risk, potentially high reward for a team that needs protection for Tua Tucker by low. It's as simple as that. And uh, a lot of people are looking at this story and saying, man, Titans really messed it up, right? I mean, they drafted this guy in the first round. They signed him for $11 million for a few years. And then one year later, he's gone. And it it seemed like there's a lot going on behind the scenes. We can't really speculate. All we can work off is facts. And what, what is factual is that he played a handful of snaps. He was hurt. He was on the COVID reserve list. And I'm not going to speculate. You know, my mind, I'm not even going to go to where my mind is, but it's not great when you see that he's on the COVID list and then he gets cut. The reasonable inference would be, okay, maybe he was doing some things that he probably shouldn't have done, especially with his past and his run-ins with the law. So, look, there are a lot of, there are a lot of moving pieces here. All I will say is this. Miami has a history of correcting – some flawed guys in terms of off-the-field character issues. Laramie Tunsil was one of those guys, the rookie coming out of Ole Miss, and he had the gas mask problem uh, on draft night, and everyone was wondering if he would be able to stay on the field and stay out of the substance protocol, but he did. After Mm -hmm. he was drafted by the Dolphins, there were no complaints there, none. And eventually he was traded to Houston. So. Yeah, so let's hopefully, especially or with, actually, oh. other way around, drafted by Houston, traded to the Dolphins, so still no problem there. Oh. I think. I don't think so. I think you were right no. the first time. I was right the first time. There you go. Let's let's take. I'm gonna take a Google while I, while I talk. I'll, yeah, I'll look. I'll look. You go. He's current. No, he's currently on the Texans. So yeah, it was a Dolphins right, drafted. Right. Yeah, you were right originally. Um, and I think that's even. You know, Brian Flores is probably running a tight ship. Comes from the Belichick way. Um, so I'm sure that everything will be straightened out, hopefully, because it looks like it could be potentially, again, a first round pick is, is nothing to, 
nothing to just write off. So this could be really good and could potentially, um, you know, like you kind of said, low risk, potentially high reward. Um, don't have to give too much away for him. So I'm, I'm with that completely. And um, now we're going to talk about some franchise tags. Let's see what's happened. A lot has happened today, yesterday. The past, like, 48 hours has been franchise tag galore. So we have the Saints. They franchise tagged Marcus Williams. We have the Jets, Marcus May, the Giants, Leonard Williams, um, Tampa, Chris Godwin, Chicago, Allen Robinson. So the first one jumps out to me. I'll just kind of uh, talk about Allen Robinson. When I saw this, I was like, ugh. You know, a lot of teams who want wide receivers slash need wide receivers, hint, hint, the Raiders. Uh, now it's kind of like, oh, there goes that. We can't – he's not going to hit free agency. He's going to stay. Poor guy has to stay in Chicago where they don't know what their situation is going to be. Is it going to be Trubisky? Is it going to be Foles? Is it going to be Watson? Is what If Watson makes that move. So that's the one that stands out to me. Brad, I feel like there's an obvious one that you want to talk about, but, you know, you can maybe go go off the beaten path if you want. Yeah, well, you know, Allen Robinson, just to really spread to the edges here, that was a player that was rumored to the Jets, too. It was a wide receiver. Plenty of teams needed a wide out, and it just made sense, right? I'm sure it made sense for the Raiders, too. And there you go. He stays in Chicago. No one's happy about it because everyone wants Allen Robinson on their team. And Allen Robinson doesn't want to be on the Bears because he wants to play with a good quarterback. So, yeah, that one definitely stuck out to me. Full disclosure, spoiler alert, the Leonard Williams one, I'm sure, is the one that you were alluding to. That is my fan frustration. Actually, you know what? As I speak of this, Marcus May was definitely the one you were alluding to. But there you go. It was? I but there are, but there are you know. Leonard Williams will be making an appearance in this episode. Just saying. So we'll get to that later. I was happy about tagging Marcus May. You know, he's shown that he can play at a very high level very consistently. Mm -hmm. I understand not just straight up signing him and you want to bridge that and, and tag him because right now the Jets are in a transitional period. And I feel like a lot of it depends on who their quarterback is. Do they get a Deshaun Watson? Do they draft a quarterback? Because whatever happens at the quarterback position is going to impact the team's timetable, the team's trajectory to win. And if Marcus – everyone with the Jets loves Marcus May, but if his career trajectory doesn't fit the Jets, the Jets' trajectory to win, then it would only make sense to cut him, and that's the sad truth. So they're not going to do that yet because they want to give him a little bit more time to try to align with the team. We'll see. We we shall see. Yeah, I was I was alluding to Marcus Mays. I'm glad you talked about, it. but obviously Leonard Williams. There's the New York Jets ties. Obviously, I thought Chris Godwin was interesting too. I, Chris Godwin's by far, in my opinion, the most talented player on this list. And between Marcus Williams, Marcus May, Leonard Williams, Chris Godwin, and Allen Robinson, just coming off a Super Bowl, and you want to talk about timetable? It it just depends on Tom Brady, right? And it, the Buccaneers probably don't want Chris Godwin's salary on the books if they don't need his salary, and they only need it if Tom Brady's their quarterback, right? So it'll be interesting. They're going to have to pay him a few extra million dollars if they're going to tag him once now or even twice um, or three times if they wanted to go the Kirk Cousins model and just keep on tagging him with the, the way the Vikings did. 
So it'll, it'll be very interesting to see how they play their cards based on the way Brady plays down the road. Yeah, that was – I saw uh, something on Twitter probably from, like, the check down that was, like, there's no drama in Tampa. They know yeah. exactly what they're doing. Everyone's good, which if there were drama in Tampa, there should be no reason. They just won a Super Bowl against a lot of odds. So it looks like they're going to keep keep doing what they're doing down there. We'll see. So we move on now. We talked about the franchise tag – Drama and franchise tag news. There was plenty of it. So we move on now to our what was trending segment. And Jenna, I'll let you start. Yeah, so this is sports in general. Um, but this commentator has a lot to say about a lot of things regarding football, specifically Dak Prescott, um, Skip Bayless. Um, so there were reports. This article is from Awful Announcing. So, you know, you don't know how concrete these things are. I didn't really see it anywhere else. But I still think it's an interesting topic, and I feel like there was a little bit of discourse about it on Twitter. So Fox Sports reportedly is considering Skip Bayless courtroom sports debate show, similar to like a Judge Judy situation. <laughs> what? <laughs> I guess, you know, it's time for exploration in sports. Everything's been done, I guess. And so I guess the next avenue, there was the whole late night sports television, you know, like Katie Nolan did. I think Stephen A has a late night situation. Like there's the whole like late night show sports. You know, they've done that. They've tried to be as creative as possible. We've got podcasts that are happening. So many new things. The next edition? The next clip on on the uh, the the list, the poll, whatever, a courtroom show, and who better than Skip Bayless, one of the most controversial figures in sports media, you know, just really whipping, you know, cracking the whip for uh, a Judge Judy style situation. I don't know. This is obviously again speculation. I they said like I don't even know. I think the source that they accredited to was. Michael McCarthy of front office sports. I don't know. I don't know what that is. So I don't think that that's much, you know, more credible than awful, awful um, announcing. But they're saying Fox Sports and, and Baelish just signed a contract and they need him on more things because they need to utilize all that money they're paying. Them. So, yeah. And, and they did, they did sign him for a pretty lucrative deal, if I'm not mistaken. But I saw this too. My only problem is that. I don't know anyone that actually watches Skip Bayless. Neither you know, do I. I. Actually, to be more correct, I don't know anyone that admits to watching Skip Bayless. Obviously, they do, because why else would Fox pay him? But no one actually goes up to me and says, hey, Brad, I enjoy the work of Mr. Skip. They just don't. So I- I'm amazed, to be honest with you. I really am. Again, he must get ratings because why else would Fox pay him? Why else would Fox even float this idea? But I can't imagine this is going to last. If they put this on the air, people will watch it at first because because of how ridiculous it is. Yeah, I tuned in. That's it. Yeah, I tuned in for an episode. Um, but yeah, I don't know anyone who watches Skip. All I see Skip Bayless, to be honest, is ne- it's never anything positive. It's just a bunch of... Oh, Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless said something again. Yep. Bayless is in trouble. Pretty much. Um, 
So, Brad, let's let's hear what you got for us and your what was trending. It's another lucrative one. Yeah. Tom Brady rookie card sells for $1.32 million. Tom Brady rookie card. So, right now, I'm just thinking to my, uh, my expenditures and how I typically go about spending money, my priorities. I'm a huge sports fan. I really am. I sincerely am. And anyone that knows me knows that you can't talk about Brad without talking about sports. Brad would never even fathom spending $100 on a card, not to mention $1.32 million. I just don't understand where that comes from, where that dollar amount comes from, and how people are actually saying, yes, I'll do that. And, and my other thing is that this is the thing I never understood. A lot of people will buy cards to make money, to flip them, right? Like, okay, I'm going to buy a Josh Allen rookie card. I think he's going to be really good next year, so the value will go up, and then I will sell it again for more money. And that's like, that's a very real thing. Only problem is you have to think eventually there's someone that actually wants the card, right? That actually says, I am buying this for the card, not for the ability to make more money off of the card. And I, I think that's what we see now with someone buying it for $1.32 million. They think that their, li- their lives are actually better off with one, with one card on their mantle rather than a stack of cash that equates to $1.32 million. I couldn't believe it. That is a lot of money. My, so tomorrow's my dad's birthday. And what did you get him? Tom Brady rookie card? No, I didn't get him a Tom Brady rookie card. I'm going to send him a card. Um, so he, I didn't get him anything special this time around. Um, but he's currently in Orlando doing the Disney thing because he's super into Star Wars. I'm not going to tell you how much he just spent on a lightsaber and a droid. What in the world? Why do you need that? Why is that? Like, why? Oh, I told him, I go. Am I going to be able to go to Syracuse? Am I going to be able to come back next semester? Like he, he obviously didn't spend that much money. I was exaggerating. But it's just, I always have this conversation with my parents all the time. She's like, what people decide to spend their money on is what makes them happy. Like, they can't complain. that they, Like, this guy can't complain that he can't go on the cruise next week because you decided to spend your money or next month or next year or whatever. Or you ever. To spend your, or, or ever, again, because you decided to spend your money this way. Just like my dad, his... His joy for his birthday, turning the big 5-0, he was going to spend too much money for a lightsaber that's going to sit. It's going to sit on a wall that I'm going to have to look at. It's going to, I already know he's going to have, he has this whole display in our house, but he does like Lego, he like does Lego models. And so he has them all up and then this thing, and he's going to put it right on top. And he's going to make some whole big dramatic deal about it, about it. I would, I would expect it from a Brady card, but that's, you know. Yeah, got, uh, people have their hobbies and spend their money on different things. But, but here's the thing, though. Don't you feel swindled? If, you, if you're the one that buys the $1.32 million Tom Brady rookie card, at one point in time, that card costed less than a dollar. That's a fact, right? And that's not even so long ago where it's scaled down. Like, ah, well, that was back in the 1910s. So, of course, it's, it's going to be – no, no, no. This was not that long ago where it was worthless, and now it's worth something, apparently. Not really, kind of. What is it? It's just a card. Your father buying a lightsaber, to me, actually makes more sense 
because it's like a neat thing that you can hold and do something with. This Tom Brady thing is basically like a painting that's not a painting and is a lot smaller that you just put up and look at, and that's it. Yeah, it's it's if anything, it's a nice flex, like, <laughs> and that's it. Um, but I don't know if the flex is worth it. I don't know. I should look. I have a huge. So I was, you know, Jenna loves sports too, and once at a YMCA summer camp, really weird. They were like, "Hey, we have hundreds upon hundreds, maybe even a couple thousand, of football cards from all these different years." So I have a whole bunch of football cards whole bunch from like you know before i you know before i started watching football i had to look at and just see like who's significant here i remember i looked i looked at them a couple months during quarantine at some point um and because i was playing we have a we at my home and i was playing madden 10 or whatever and i saw i I kept going what was the guy's name his last name was fargus i don't remember his first name and i was like this fargus guy i keep scoring touchdowns with him i was like huh guy's name and i have like four of his football cards because at that point like you know the packets they you get a lot of the same ones so i have like four of his card and i was like wow look at that full circle so i gotta take a look because obviously these cards i don't think i have a rookie card of any type but it might be worth looking to see how much how much they're worth yeah something could be sitting on something (laughs) so we move on now to our homework homework segment, let's do it. Cue the music. Fan <gasps> frustration. All right, Jenna. I'll start. I mentioned that Leonard Williams was coming, and the Leonard Williams slander is here. Once upon a time, the Jets traded Leonard Williams. They're star sixth overall in draft pick from USC. They traded him for a third round pick and everyone in their mother wearing green thought that was a good trade, especially because they traded him to the Giants. And we were kind of laughing at the Giants saying, ha ha, you took a guy that we were going to cut next week and you gave us a third round pick. Thank you. I'm not going to say it was a bad trade, but doesn't help that the Giants are now buying Leonard Williams jerseys and the Giants as a, or Giants fans and the Giants as a team think highly enough of Williams and they should, because he had a great year last year, think highly enough of Williams to tag him because now what's going to happen is when Leonard Williams has another immaculate year for the Giants. And I know it's going to happen because why wouldn't it happen to Jets fans to see this up close and personal, right? So when he has another great year, The Giants are going to sign him to a lucrative deal. Now, you might say, oh, yeah, well, Brad, that's where you get even because no player ever, ever lives up to the expectations of his lucrative deal. Just think of Muhammad Wilkerson. Mm -hmm. Didn't didn't work out for the Jets. But guarantee it's going to work out for the Giants. Why? I'll tell you why. And it sounds really stupid, but here's the reason. Since you're not from the tri-state area, I will explain to you. The Jets are connected to the Mets. Reason being, Shea Stadium. The Jets played at Shea Stadium, home of the Mets. By default, the Yankees are connected to the Giants, okay? This is a very Yankees-Mets thing that's happening right now. Anyone that leaves the Mets is good. Anyone that leaves the Yankees is bad. Vice versa. That's the whole shtick. So I know for a fact 
that this is just the baseball gods taking a vacation in football world and laughing at me. <laughs> so that's the way I feel right now. That was great. That was a great image um, that I needed in my life. So thank you. I understand your frustration. My frustration is very similar. Um, as we know, all fan frustrations lead to the fan frustration. Khalil Mack. But we're going to see. We're, I, I, it's not, I'm not going to do Mack. another Khalil Mack one. Um, kind of. Adjacent. So right now, the Raiders offseason slash what they did last offseason is a complete dumpster fire. Let me just read. Thank you to Bleacher Report, who really sent me an email today that said, Las Vegas is like off-season disaster. And I was like, oh, I can click on that and see. They gave me a whole bunch of tweets. So the first off-season together is the 2019 off-season. What happened? So we signed all these players. So wide receiver Antonio Brown, as we know famously. We're not going to get into it here because it's not the, the topic of this friend frustration. Cut. He's free. He's free. He's free. Whatever. Um, then we have – Tyrell Williams recently got cut, and he just signed with the Lions. Um, we just cut today LaMarcus Joyner. Um, Vontez Perfect suspended midseason. Linebacker Brandon Marshall cut. Isaiah Crow- Crowell? Yeah, Crowell never played. That's the offseason. So then I was like, okay, that's good enough to build my fan frustration on. Obviously, it's a mess. The Supposedly, the Marcus Mariota um, deal is holding up a lot of money, and no one wants to pick the deal up. So he played and showed teams that he can still play, which we were all really excited about because we're like, look, he's good. Take his contract. We don't want it anymore. And no team wants his contract. So we don't know what we're doing with that um, yet. But this was interesting to me. And I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this, um, I'm going to give credit to Connor Orr for tweeting this out, okay? And this is where the fan frustration, the, the anger comes through. Mm. So this is, it looks like it is a quote. Um, it looks like maybe potentially from, from John Gruden. Um, it says, if we came up for if we came up for the money to make a Khalil Mack contract happen, we wouldn't have any of the men we're talking about now. Trent Brown, Antonio Brown, Lamarcus Joyner, Vontez Perfect, or Tyrell Williams. We wouldn't have any of them. All of those players, as of today, Trent Williams, I think, is still in the process of getting traded to the Patriots. As of today, none of those players are on this roster anymore. So it was a John Gruden quote. So John Gruden says. We wouldn't have any of, like, as it was like back in 2018, used, we wouldn't have any of these guys as a reason why they couldn't give Khalil Mack a deal. I'd much rather have Khalil Mack than have a whole bunch of guys who aren't even on the team anymore. That came back to bite him in the butt, as it does everything else. That's my one problem with John Gruden is the whole Khalil Mack thing. And maybe I know that right now it's, it's looking like um, – Khalil Mack may be in the mix. I've seen his names get moved around in terms of a trade. Um, a lot of Raiders fans are like, maybe he comes back. I think if if Khalil Mack ever came back, which I don't know, I guess that would mean Derek Carr would have to get traded to Chicago, <laughs> which would then ruin my whole I need Derek Carr and Khalil Mack together. But if he ever came back, Brad, I think I would cry on this podcast. I think I would be, I'm emotional just talking about it. I, you do not know how much my young self was so moved 
by their friendship. And then they got ripped apart from each other. And I'm getting emotional just talking about it now. This is insane. It, this is insane. So I guess Khalil Mack, you're missed as always. And all of these losers who are no longer on our team took your spot. And again, I'm so sorry. And John Gruden needs to do, be- to do better. Wow, that was losers. Very yeah. losers. Losers. I'm sorry, they're losers. Even though, like, I didn't, you know, most of these guys I don't hate, but uh, Antonio Brown's in that mix. So you know, y'all know how I feel about him. So that's the end. Loser. That's the end that's of the show, Brad. Loser. Let's close it out, losers. Um, now that I have gotten all stressed out and worked out about my. Uh, four and 52 the four number one in my heart it's time to close the show so as always we would love if you would listen to this podcast on spotify or apple Podcasts. I have a podcast you just look up go for two podcast on spotify it's a little more work and it is a pod put in our slogan uh podcast for frustrated football fans by two frustrated football fans around the first football Gotta earn it yeah around the first for football it does come up so um and we also Fun fact, we link the Spotify to our Twitter account. So, so if, if you don't want to go through all the work, just go follow us on Twitter at uh, the Gopher 2 Podcast, the number two. Um, and you will see each week it will be linked um, right there. And this podcast, I know we've been a little overplaced with a posting schedule. And you might not get one ever. It's whenever we feel, we feel a need. Uh, it's no secret that Brad and I are very busy students doing very, very busy things. Um, that makes no sense, but we're very busy. So a lot of the times I edit this podcast when um, I literally have a couple seconds to spare and I just cut it up real fast and, and put it on there. So again, an, another uh, a day that ends in Y, maybe we'll figure out a schedule. Maybe we won't. Maybe you're just going to have to wait and see. It'll be a little surprise when we drop it into your lap. So we will talk to you guys again next week again. We'll figure out when it gets posted. We'll see. So see you guys later.